Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Real spoilers powered by reviewstl.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Films, Narcotube, this is Real Spoilers. Episode 597. We continue our trek through the world of misbegotten sequels <clears throat> with a misbegotten original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about the, that. Uh. The Blue Lagoon. <laughs> so it's so bad, Kevin can't even wait for me to get through the introduction. <laughs> Well, in my face. I'm just waiting for your formal apology yes. and explanation to why you chose these movies. That's all I'm excited to. That's that's fair. That's fair. Well, before we go, let before we get going, let's uh let's go around the table and introduce ourselves because we have a guest this week. Uh, I'm Crystal O'Keefe. This is Kevin. This is such a weird. It's a <laughs> I know weird, it's a weird way to do it. And this is Tom. But yeah, so uh, so Joe is out this week because uh, him and his wife uh, purchased a new home and they are in the process of moving. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, cool. You told me they were making salsa. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, we've got a lie. There's an old timey <laughs> reference. And uh, so uh, so originally we were just like, eh, it'll just be me and Kevin. And then about twenty <laughs> minutes into watching this movie, I was like. You know, Kevin, I think maybe this shouldn't just be two guys sitting around <laughs> talking about... You know, a few about... minutes into watching this movie, I was about to say, I think we'll just be Tom reviewing this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, uh, so there, I, ha- I have created a long list. I have a long list here of movies that have created misbegotten sequels. I have not seen all of those movies uh, Sometimes not even the original. This is a case where I had not seen the Blue Lagoon, and I just knew it was a it was a very popular movie back in the day. And, and I and I don't know why. And it and <laughs> uh, because people are perverts, <laughs> and and it was on cable all the time when I was a kid, but I never watched it because I would have gotten yelled at <laughs> because I knew it had nudity in it, and but I didn't realize how much or the kind of nudity we'd be witnessing. So well, even on the cable version I read, they edited nine minutes out, so you wouldn't have even gotten as bad as really? this version. Nine I had not minutes. come across that piece of information. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, so there's, I mean, 
so I'm watching this and I'm just like, holy crap. And the way they do it, and I I guess you have to give them credit <laughs> that, like, I mean, I, I'm like, I really thought, like, I'm seeing a 14-year-old girl naked. How is this legal? Like, yeah. how, how, can, how can we, like, lock away Song of the South, not saying that that's a bad idea, but this is still out there? <laughs> like, I was like, ju- I was just like, we need to have a female voice in this episode. <laughs> and since Crystal happened to be in the room, she was subjected to the movie. I remember saying halfway through the movie, I'm like, I'm glad you're watching this with me <laughs> instead of walking in while I'm watching. It. Oh my God. <laughs> also, what are you doing Sunday morning? Right. Yeah. So for people that don't know, I mean, because I think that we're probably going to disclaim when we post this episode. I mean, we know a little bit more of the facts now, but still, I think I would disclaim, don't watch this movie. Just listen to the episode. Yeah. I, I Maybe people like us have not seen it, and we should at least explain that yeah. what Tom's alluding to, or what Tom's referring to here, is that the star of the film, Brooke Shields, was 14 when she filmed this movie, and there's a lot of nudity in this movie. Now, those two things, as we've come to learn, aren't as bad as they seemed at first glance, but those two things exist in this movie and that's why we were like what the hell is this how how is I was this movie? like what is wrong with Brooke Shields parents <laughs> well have you read about Brooke Shields and her I, mom I haven't I have done okay. zero research so you guys okay. can fill me in okay well I, I've read about it but there was a I mean there's a very it was very contentious between her and her mom her mom was one of those Stage one of those mom moms that kind of okay. yeah and had her doing ads from the time she was a baby until, you know, obviously putting her in these movies when she was uh, 12, 14, 15, doing very adult subject movies and uh, spending all her money. You know, it was all that. The typical story you hear in Hollywood. Yikes. And so and so it turns out that they that they were using a body double who was 23 <sighs> for her. But, <sighs> which I think we all felt better about when we found out. Because I yes. was even like, Tom, should we talk about this movie? I'm like, I don't even want to talk about it. But I, yeah. at least I even said that. I was like, should yeah. you guys even be recording it at Good, all? Good, because I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I, but then I was instantly like, what's that say about the dude she's dating? Right. You know. Right. Like, hey, sailor, I got the body of a 14 year old. <laughs> I get paid for it. You know what I mean? Like, that's. I mean, different people have different body types, so I don't mean to even be mean, but it's like, but you do like wonder like the type of person she might attract yeah with, if she does look that young and, and uh, to be fair uh you know the a lot of these scenes we're talking about were filmed in the water right and so um they were you know showing her swimming usually overhead shots so i will say the water kind of distorts that a little bit that's fair and um and there's a lot of women that have like a waif like figure that sure. you know that a lot of men like you know there's yeah. a lot of men that are like that so i i, I don't think that that's as i don't think that's as off putting right. as it sounds when you put it in the way you did right <laughs> <laughs> and i guess also when you're swimming you tend to elongate your body which makes it even thinner and less developed it's like yeah. this is why we want you here it's hard to talk about this without just sounding like a perv yeah and- <laughs> well the, the, the thing is too tom is that this i mean brooke shields was a model she still is but i mean she's been a model for a long time and a lot of models I mean, literally are- since she was a baby she did right. a, she yeah. did a ivory soap as a commercial so as a baby started. yeah yeah so i mean models in general if you find a petite model sure. I, they're not going to be 
they're not going to mature that much from the time they're 14 to what it was 22 you said or what was the 20 he was 23 the body double they the used body double yeah so i mean when you're talking about models especially like you said from a distance and in the water and everything it's it, you're gonna find a similar they're subsisting on like 14 calories a day right, right. right. a couple saltines now yeah. the idea of brooke shields doing nude scenes in in my defense for why i thought we were really seeing that this is not the first movie that she did nude scenes in so what? she 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 had nude scenes before this movie before this movie what she was in a movie called pretty baby where she played a 12 year old prostitute and there are there are nude scenes but she wears uh, a bodysuit right like so she wears from what my research i didn't right. watch that movie but she wears coverings but she's doing provocative right subject matter but you're, i mean this was not the first controversial movie for her right but either way, it would be wrong at her age to show that. I'm legit concerned. No wonder she had a contentious relationship with her mother. Like I, right? I, yeah. it was very toxic. And all her, you know, she's she was married a few times, and all her husbands and people she dated were like, "You got to get away from her and try to break her away," because it was a very toxic relationship it, it was again that typical hollywood you know working your kids and then she said in interviews that every time she would do a big project her mom would buy a new house Ugh. and she would buy it fully furnished and then she would take all the stuff out of the house sell the house buy another house fully furnished gather stuff and she was just like oh very materialistic and spent all her money and you know and that's not a new story that you know we hear that right. a lot but it was that type of thing and uh which is of course very unfortunate and for her acting from very young age you can imagine like i'm amazed when you hear her talk as an adult and obviously we've seen her throughout the years she grew up to be a very uh she seems like a very well acclimated Grounded. person yeah luckily for her she didn't go through some of the child actor things that have you know driven them to you know insanity or uh self-harm uh she turned out very well luckily uh, but yeah she went through quite a crazy childhood you know i wonder if with the house thing if uh if that was kind of a way for her mom to launder the money because like mm. there's there are laws in place now to protect the assets of child actors mm. and and oh, and so you could kind of hide it because you could say the house is. I for bought the her, house for her, and, and, and but, then she'd sell. The and things, then she'd sell the house, and that would and become her own income. Right, Ooh, and then she—that's uh, that interesting. Could be. I don't know if she's alive. Don't sue me. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> the mother's passed away. Okay, good. That's what yeah. she was doing. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, but but I know that like you know that they have to put. I think it's like fifty percent of the money supposed to get put into a trust fund, so it's there. But when they're adults, but especially like if the in most cases the parent is also the manager and so they're they like well the, cut of that. the parent gets gets a management fee and then there are expenses associated with getting this kid from audition to audition or the it's, it's like play. how movies yeah. don't make money how a right. harry potter movie has never turned a profit for warner brothers right, right. get so, that one <laughs> right so they're trying to like basically make them skim money off the top and put it away but if she's taking this money and saying well i'm taking this money to buy her a home and then, that can be justified. Right. So, right. Because she kept, kept selling the house. And I mean, you could take profits off that and get a new mortgage mm -hmm. and take them. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, we don't know, but I think that's a really smart hypothesis. Well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. First. You're, you're pretty <laughs> you're pretty good with uh, figuring out manipulative people strategies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I am. Unfortunately, yes. you've had uh, a lot of experience. <laughs> so so the Blue Lagoon 
essential story of natural love. That's what <laughs> it says on the that's poster. That's tagline? That's what it says on the poster. Oh, the, the poster is like an excerpt from the slipcover of a book. Yeah, it's like they took the first two <laughs> paragraphs of the press release and put but it on the poster. It's the poster it's says really the weird. director of Greece, Randall Kleiser, brings to the screen a sensual story of natural love. Two children shipwrecked alone on a tropical island. Nature is kind. <laughs> they thrive on bounty of jungle and lagoon. The boy grows tall, the girl beautiful. When their love happens, it is as natural as the sea and is powerful. It's that is literally the tagline of the on movie. the poster. <laughs> I hadn't seen it until this now, and I'm just reading this. Face. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just like. It, uh, can I just say again? Why were people watching this movie? Because porn was hard to find. So um, <laughs> yeah. it's it's yeah. 1980. You don't have the internet. Porn magazines are pretty much relegated to like CD bookstores. Um, this was you know, like a uh, uh, what do you call this? Like a dime store novel, like a sexy romance novel of a movie, right? Yeah, I mean it's based on a book, a series of books actually. From uh, the first one came out in 1908. And, then and I'm was, not I, saying that book necessarily was, but this is the equivalent of reading like a trashy book. It's like a yeah. a, a love romance fantasy. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, yeah. It, and there's no plot to the movie. It's literally just oh, yes. you're stranded on a tropical island with a beautiful woman and man, and like and, yeah, I, and I love how they say nature was kind. They, <laughs> they were the only two people alive. Everybody died. What do you nature mean nature was kind? kind? <laughs> Nature was her, kind. Her uncle it, is dead. Everyone is dead yeah. except for them. But nature is kind. Nature's kind because it left us two sexy people to yeah. do it. Their only, their only <laughs> companion was killed uh, trying to go to a different island with a crab coming out of his mouth. But nature is kind. <laughs> we have a very different version of kind. Yeah. yeah. They're like, on, on, on this island, the age of consent <laughs> is much lower. <laughs> oh, it's. <laughs> None of this counts because we're we're outside the laws oh, of geez. man. Wow. It's, uh, it's very, it's very, uh, it's it, it was icky to watch. Like we, I mean, we were both like I was horrified, especially before we realized that there were, we were literally just jaws agape. Yeah, and we're like, how does how did this get made? How did the, how did this come to exist? How does it still exist now? Now. Knowing a little bit more, I get it. But it's still like best case scenario, best case scenario, yeah. right? The movie's like, what if we made you think you were watching a fourteen-year-old girl, <laughs> right? Movie? Right? Like I that's mean, that's its selling point. It's not really going to be a fourteen-year-old girl, but it's going to look like a fourteen-year-old. Those, those are the facts, and you're supposed enjoy to be America. Like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, this is this love story that people, like you said, it was in the top ten box office of the year, right? It was the tw uh, I've seen conflicting reports. One okay. thing said it was the twelfth highest grossing. One thing said it was the ninth highest grossing. But but needless to say, <laughs> it was a beast of a movie at the box office it made 58.8 million dollars adjusted for inflation that's a hundred and eighty four million dollars today domestic can i tell you this tom you're talking about 60 million dollars not only in that 1980 money but you're talking about countless ticket sales that teens bought to a different movie and snuck into this one Aww. i think there's a high degree of probability well and that i understand but all the dads out there with with teenage daughters ew just i mean this ew. movie I, they yeah. they rated, my daughter's rated, about to be 14 i'm horrified well, i hadn't even I, thought of that exactly well, 
<laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, it's a rated R movie. So when you're talking about $60 million, uh, you know, about $60 million, that many people bought the tickets to this movie knowing it and could buy them. And then right. all the teens are the ones that had to sneak in. So it's a really strange thing to exist. And even with the body double stuff, like you said, it's a skeevy thing to think about. Yeah. And uh, and just for more box office numbers, it so it was... Sh- shot on a budget of four and a half million dollars so they made so much money. so it wasn't yeah. an expensive movie because there was no wardrobe to speak of <laughs> um but uh or location changes yeah well the location <laughs> stuff actually probably that probably was the bulk of the money right like it's it's they had to set up they had to set up the camp and yeah. they were shooting in jamaica and on a private island in fiji and it's okay. really hard to get to those locations yeah and then, okay that's, and, that's fair and uh and then to to make them filmable and get power and and supplies and so like that that probably is the bulk of the that money for sure, like the, so. From reading about this, the island they filmed on is beautiful. I mean, the tropical location for the bulk of the time. I'm not sure which if if it was Fiji or it was Jamaica was the bulk of it, but the island that they filmed on had no power, no water. They it was just this completely desolate thing. There was nothing to it, and they built everything on the island, and they had to set up tents for all the people. I mean, yeah. they were really living primitively, and uh, so th- to think about housing for a few months, all those people, and uh, getting supplies to them and everything, it's not cheap. I read a story about the production of it. I think it might be for the second one, but they I don't think they filmed in the exact la- same location, but they, but they still went back to Fiji. I just don't think it was the same private island. Oh, was it okay? It, I thought it, I, I thought I it was think, because it didn't look like it had the same name, but it, but they were in Fiji. But I don't know that it was the same exact location. Okay, because they they may have changed the name at some point of the island. I was reading about okay. the production. I think they changed the name. I'm not 100 percent on that. But oh, my okay. Understanding then, is that like it became a tourist destination, and then they changed mm. the name of the island. But the uh, set designer was the same from the first to the second, and yeah. they said they were excited to return and expand upon oh, the okay. ideas from the first and so i kind of got the idea that they were returned to the same oh, okay then maybe it was and with the name change that would throw me off that's obviously. what i'm thinking but yeah. again don't don't you know i don't want yeah, a lot of the same behind the scenes people are involved from movie to movie and uh i don't know if you noticed this kevin but in the first movie this the this is really like nerdy film credit reading stuff yeah but i don't know if you happen to notice the second unit director uh <laughs> Uh, that wasn't the unit I was noticing, but come on. <laughs> He's a big Christopher Atkins fan. Who who can hold it against him? Christopher Atkins can. That's who. Oh, no, but uh, he was 18 at the time, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, the second unit director was a guy named Peter, I think it was Peter Bogart? Paul Bogart? Something oh, Bogart okay. with a P. And uh, That and last he, name it, sounds familiar. It's no relation, best I can tell. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> he he gets promoted to like associate producer for the second film, but huh. and I can't help but think some of it's because he knew how to film in this lo- these locations, you know, and so they could sure. use his, that expertise. But he that name has popped up before as we've gone down the road of misbegotten sequels because oh, do tell. he is the director of Oh God You Devil. Oh, God You Devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, you devil. 
I'll do this all day long. That's that's really well, interesting. You guys don't need me for that. I didn't. I guess I didn't. Uh, I didn't connect that. I didn't in our research. I don't even remember reading that this was one of his credits. Probably because he didn't direct you, it. You probably wouldn't have because literally Tom stopped the movie credits <laughs> and said, "I recognize that name," and then went down a rabbit hole to find yeah. it. Because <laughs> that's how we watch movies. That's here. what I do. And so yeah, so I was just like, I recognize that name. It's popped up recently in something, and I couldn't remember what. Now wait a minute. Hold on. Back to Peter Bogart. What did he do on Oh God, You Devil? Wasn't he the director? I don't. He doesn't have a credit on IMDb for it. Uh oh. What? What? I. That's because that name didn't sound familiar. I'm not seeing that. It says Paul Bogart. Is that a different name? Maybe Peter? I got. Maybe I got my Bogart. Oh, it's up. Paul Bogart. Oh, it's funny. I didn't even remember that name. It is so similar. But uh, I just checked the IMDb because I wanted to see what his other credits were. And like, he's a producer on a lot of stuff, but uh, he only has TV directing credits. Gotcha. They were brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. This movie, the one thing it has going for it, I think Crystal definitely agrees with me that there's no plot to this movie. None. It's, it's no, virtually, no one could disagree with <laughs> the this idea. Movie, that, this movie's a pervy screensaver is all it is, right? There's yeah, nothing, that's a really good... Yes, you, you nailed pervy and screensaver. Yes, yeah. those two things together. So <laughs> this movie is beautifully shot, though, and the underwater photography is stunning, and that's not cheap or easy to do. And that is because the cinematographer, Nestor Almendros, uh, is a three-time Oscar-nominated and uh, one-time Oscar winner for cinematography. I'll be honest, it was wasted on me because I kept looking away. I could I was oh. very uncomfortable. Like oh. <laughs> but the, like the yeah, animals, I mean, all the underwater stuff. Oh, I did see I did yeah. see animals, but like I was so tired of seeing her <laughs> muff. I wasn't even funny. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> See, so you watched it in 4K. That's the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch this on your tube TV and no one even knows what's happening. It's just shadows. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, was, mean, I, was, I, was, I was literally the whole time like, am I on a list now? Like, I, 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 well, I told Tom, so I mean, going back to the whole, like before we understood the production of the movie, like I, there was no way to watch this for free so i bought it and then afterwards i told tom i'm like can i delete this like do i like can i even legally own this movie what is happening here i was very skeeped yeah, out by glad it you two bought it glad i didn't buy it yeah, <laughs> yeah i bought it a while back because it was on sale for like five bucks and i was like you uh-huh. know at some point we'll probably tackle this so i'll i'll pick it up for five bucks and uh-huh. then return to the blue Lagoon was also on sale for five bucks and so uh-huh, i was sure. like oh like- i'll just which is Spanky. funny, you know, you know, I know we have, well, I should probably save this for two, but I will just say the only reason I knew about number one is because when, um, when, um, when number two <laughs> came out, I was, I was in my teenage, early teenage years. So I was, I was reading all the magazines, you know, 17, that was still a thing. Tiger and, beat. uh, and, and Mila Jojovich was on the cover of 17 magazine talking about, the the Blue Lagoon two that's that is why I know about Blue Lagoon one okay <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> and I was and I loved her I thought she was great so I was like yeah. oh this is fabulous so <laughs> no. so anyway at least the thing is with this movie there's nothing to it I mean we can get through this small tiny plot but it's basically this romance fulfillment you know what if you're st- stuck on a deserted island with two beautiful people that have no outside influence and they have to fall in, they just fall in love and figure out how to 
reach maturity and all that stuff. But the the B roll, because basically it's like half nature B roll, half yeah. a BBC Earth documentary or whatever ocean documentary, and half this love story. And uh, the underwater photography, the island photography, it is stunning. It's it's beautiful to look at, and it's a shame this movie is so. Uh, tainted by how weird it is even <laughs> knowing what we know because it's a great movie to look at but unfortunately there's just not much to it and that's why critically uh, it didn't do anything I mean this is the first movie that we've covered I believe that the first movie is a misbegotten original movie yeah I would agree <laughs> I, I actually I, I think I ended up liking the second one better I well, sure did I, yeah I wanted to save save our reactions for the okay. second yeah. one but uh, it's not but, uh, um, Surprise. You know, while you're talking about the the nature content of the yeah. movie, um, I f- I found it fascinating. Um, I don't know if you came across this story, the iguana, but the iguanas yeah. that they filmed in Fiji were because they filmed on a private island, right? And iguanas can't get off an island, right? You know, they had never been discovered before. And there, a herpetologist who apparently is also a pervert was watching this movie by the name of John Gibbons. <laughs> Why else would a herpetologist he was, be watching? Well, he this was movie? there for the nature photography. Yeah, <laughs> just like he, yeah, he found it on. Uh, he got the ticket on sale. He thought yeah. it might come in handy. <laughs> and so he's watching the movie, and and uh, in between making his own butter for the popcorn, he's oh. like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yuck. he's like. He's like, hey, I've never seen an iguana that looks like that before. And turns out there there was a whole undiscovered species of iguana what? on this island. I thought yeah. an iguana was an iguana. Oh, oh that's <laughs> offensive. <laughs> oh, you think all iguanas look the same, Christy? Oh, yeah. Man. We don't have time for this kind of hate speech on our podcast. This is very different from the other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so this movie led to the discovery of a new type of iguana, the Fiji-crested iguana, well, Brocklophus vitinius. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Our, our listeners were clamoring for the uh, yeah. genus and species <laughs> and, of the... But, that, but it also tells you how bad this movie is that it led to the discovery of a new animal species and they still didn't name that species after the film. The blue <laughs> You're right. That's crazy. It's like someone that uh, discovers a, a star or whatever and names it after. Usually it's the scientist that names it, but you would think that if he found it watching the movie, that would be right, a nice like, little nod yeah like if they discovered a new he didn't ki- want anybody to know if he they, was well, watching the right movie. if they discovered a new kind of flower <laughs> during citizen kane it would be like the orson Welligus. Well, you know like you didn't uncover this in your research but i actually the first choice for the iguana was brooks knockers iguana and they wanted to that. <laughs> and then they were like well now we got to call it Brooks stunt doubles knockers right. iguana it's, it's yeah, okay. and it just and, and that gets really clunky in latin yeah, just go with the genus and species or whatever. Let's, right. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's keep it simple. Let's keep it streamlined. So this movie, going back to our discussion on the uh, pervy screensaver, Leonard Malton gave this movie a one and a half stars and in a very right. in a small little capsule review for his book. And he said, a little more than soft core cinema for the heavy petting set. Yeah, I, I yeah. think he's right. That's yeah. yeah. There's nothing to it. It's. I, there's no other reason to see this movie. I don't understand than, it though. I mean, you can't really pet an iguana, right? I mean, <laughs> it's right. Am I don't I think he was talking about the iguana. I think it's a different kind of pet. Oh, 
I think he was unless you call that. Your I mean, iguana. there were birds, but you don't pet birds either. I'm really confused. I mm-hmm. think he was talking about what Christopher Atkins was doing behind that rock. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he was making his own butter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Polishing the pewter. Yeah. So the the thing about this movie, before we actually get into the the discussion of the the storyline itself, and there there ain't much. It's like we're there. Yeah. Is um. Uh, like it was, I guess, a big deal. Like they looked at a lot of like up and coming Hollywood. The list mm-hmm. of people who were considered for this film and it, turned it down. It, some turned it down. Some just didn't get it. But from an actor standpoint, like Matt Dillon, Lou Diamond Phillips, like we're both oh. in the mix. But from an actress standpoint, it's also it's also fascinating. And again, pervy. So here's the list of actors oh, when I and that I found who were considered for the role. Okay. Matt Damon, Lou Diamond Phillips, Willie Ames. <laughs> I know, right? So that in the research, that's who I f- discovered as actors that they had considered. Okay. Now for actresses that had been considered. Oh, wait, Matt Damon. So what is that? I'm, I'm sorry, Matt, Matt Dillon. Dillon. Matt okay. Dillon. You okay. said so it was, right the first time. You did, okay. yeah. That's why I was yeah. like, well, Matt Damon, he wouldn't have even been in anybody. Yeah, he been four. <laughs> right. He played the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I found like three actors that were considered. Now, here's the list of actresses. Carrie Fisher, Molly Ringwald, Jennifer Jason Lee, Kelly Preston, Linda Blair, Jodie Foster, Tatum O'Neill, Michelle Pfeiffer, Daryl Hannah, Rosanna Arquette. Kim Basinger, Justine Bateman. I'm at about the halfway point. So basically, Ellen Barkin. These were just all actresses that these dudes wanted to see naked. It kind of starts to feel like that. Delta Burke, Jamie Lee Curtis, Melanie Griffith, Amy Irving, Sarah Jessica Parker, Bridget Fonda. I get the picture. Christy McNichol, Lori Laughlin. From uh, she's the Full House one that's going yeah. to jail, right? Yeah. Uh, Dan Aunt Becky. Yeah, Dana Plato. Who was uh um for our older listeners they'll recognize that name she was the daughter on different strokes okay uh, Sean Young Kathleen Turner Ali Sheedy like that's a lot of people and a lot of these people got very close like or turned it down um because so I, they had parents that cared yeah like Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis's or not Jamie Lee Curtis uh Jennifer Jason Lee's father I think was Vic Morrow and he was like. Absolutely not. Like you're not like like they. He's like not doing it. And uh, and there were a couple other actresses on this list who either got very close or turned it down. And I think Carrie Fisher. Oh, Carrie Fisher was filming Empire at the same time, and so couldn't. Well, she would have been a lot older. She would have been older. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But she was very petite at that point in time. But uh, um, but still, it would have been less pervy, you know. But uh. But yeah, so it's it's just it's kind of creepy when you see how many how many young girls that they were they were looking at. Right. And how, and what was the audition process for especially all those? Especially compared yeah. to especially compared to the men. You yeah. know. Yeah. Like I as I started keeping my list, I'm like, "Oh, this will be interesting because there's so many well-known people." And I'm like, "Now let's look at the boys." And it was like 3. Yeah. Like, "Oh, well, I'm sure it was more than 3, but Probably wasn't much more comparatively. <laughs> well, because oh. of the subject matter, it's 
obviously it's a lot harder to find someone that will take on this role. I mean, really either role, but I think the age difference plays a huge factor too. But uh, it takes a certain type of actor that wants to be fully nude. I mean, even if Brooke Shields had a body double for the full nude stuff, all the other time, it's just a long wig glued on her chest. It's not like she's, it's not like she's, has a shirt on i mean her non-nude scenes are don't leave much to the imagination they so do not. so it's like you really have to have a certain type of person that will take on the role and a certain type of manager slash parent at that age that will let you take on the role and i think that they found the the combination of her being in the industry for a long time and she was already a model and modeling you you know obviously the modeling industry has you know, a, a little bit different idea of what is acceptable and what is not. Right. And uh, her mom obviously was wanting her to get out there and, and do whatever the, the would make the money and, and yeah. get her more projects. So I, I think it makes sense that it landed on her because of her upbringing. And yeah. And the original concept for the film was for them to be nude the entire time. Jeez. Like that was and and that, you know, that was and that's why Jennifer Jason Lee's dad was like, nope. But yeah, according to what I found, she was the first choice for the role, and then they actually offered it to Diane Lane and Willie Willie Ames, and uh, and then they passed on it because of all the nudity. And I think they like finally landed on Brooke Shields just a few days before they started shooting, and they were like, "Okay, we got to scale back." Yeah. And then I guess because of her age, cooler heads prevailed, and they at least went the body double route. But it's it's still very uncomfortable. There's no reason. This isn't a porn. There's no reason that they have to be. I mean, they have. They were really doubling down on that natural thing. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like it's like that artsy thing of like, why are you saying the human bodies? That's exactly like they're they're like doing that kind of okay yeah yeah (laughs) hiding behind that thing and it's like okay but it's also about them learning to do it. So yeah, well, but that's what I mean. It's a movie. It's not a porn. I get it that you're like, okay, two people don't know about society. They didn't have anyone to educate them, so they're just. It's all natural to them. Like they're learning, and they have no reason to have these preconceived notions. I get it. But this is also a movie, and you're aiming it at a younger audience, and so there's a lot of things in movies that are not realistic or exactly how they'd be in real life. That's why they're movies and there's no reason not to have them covered by like a loincloth type thing. There's, there's no reason you do not have to have, you know what I mean? It doesn't ruin the integrity of the movie. Also, they weren't infants when they got to the Island. So, um, I, I don't, I don't even subscribe to it was natural. It was natural for them to wear clothes. Yes. They they had an understanding of society. Yeah. But they would also have to create clothes because they sure. they would they would outgrow their clothes or they would they would get end up in tatters or find over time. their trunk, right? But they knew about uh, you know they were old enough to understand that they were had to put on clothes and especially in that time period. Think about I mean the the second movie does a lot better job of showing it, but even at that time period, it, you were it was a lot more controversial to not wear a lot of clothing, right? Like, right. The, the people covered themselves from head to toe, and it was their idea of dressing would have been a lot more important than even today. You yeah. Know, I don't feel like we covered it, but yeah, this took place in what the 1850s or something. I something think it's like that. the next one says 1897, but it would have. So I think this would have been about 18, 
82-ish. Okay, so yeah. so to, to to your point, Kevin, yeah, everybody was super covered up then. Yeah. Like, right. There were petty, there were multiple layers, especially for women. Your underwear had underwear. Right. Right. For real. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, so they were taught in civilized society to dress like that. I don't think they would get to the island necessarily, even though they're kids. I don't think they would just be like, let's be naked all the time. I mean, I feel like they would have at least enough understanding to be like, okay, let's make a, a pants or a, you know, a, sh- a shirt for her. And, you know, so I don't know. It, it To me, at least, the movie thing, and one, it does make it less pervy if they would have gone that route even more so. But two, it's a movie. Like, cover them up and then more people could see the movie. Think about the success this would have been if kids could have bought tickets to it. I I. Or you think disagree. the adult su- you think the adult success was I think the perviness? It's, it's the it's the perviness that's selling <sighs> the tickets. I think I don't I don't think this is like a movie where if you cut out a couple f bombs and get a PG thirteen. I know that didn't exist at the time, but you know, but that oh, you open up your audience potential. So let's not use real blood or you know a red blood. Let's use black blood or whatever. Um, that's a I, shame. I, that's gross. I think the selling point of this movie is the sex. If you yeah. if you if if you see this movie as a PG. I I just don't think anybody cares. I, I guess I'm naive. Sex. You know, I'm thinking the romance element is what attracted people and especially the younger audience to sneak in and all that. But you're right. I, I tend to agree that it, it sounds like people that were buying these tickets. That's why it was a huge hit. Because what else? There's no way that 60 million marine biologists went and right. saw this movie. You know, I'm like, there's, there's, yeah, there was only one guy that found a new iguana. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah, like one. It wasn't like 75 people on opening day were like, that's a new iguana. Yeah, there were a lot of species on that island and they only discovered one. So yeah, not a lot of scientists watching this movie. No, but, uh, b- but, but yeah, so I guess let's, let's dig into the movie itself. There's not a whole lot to talk about. Normally I'd be worried starting the plot points at this deep into the show, but there, no, there, it's there like many. the beginning and the end is the only plot. The other stuff yeah. is like, they're maturing and falling in love. Yeah. They're on a boat with uh, Mr. Feeney, or for our older listeners, Mark Dr. Mark Craig from St. Elsewhere, <laughs> or for our really, really older listeners, who, who was he? John? He was John Adams in 1776. Oh, William that's Davis. right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so they're on that boat, and then the boat crashes. Yeah. The boat catches on fire? It catches on fire. Catches on fire. Catches on fire. Like, right. I don't think they ever, ex- did they ever explain it? Didn't no, it just they burst never into flames? It. <laughs> it, it burst into flames. Nobody tried to put it out. Like, not even a little bit. Like They just ran for the lifeboats yeah. and then somehow that old dude ended up with the kids and put them on a completely separate lifeboat where there's only three people. The other lifeboat had like 8,000 people yeah. This on was it. probably the most pervy part of the movie. That old guy okay. put both of those kids right on his dinghy. I... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and I was like, is this what we're in store for? And turns what? out, yes. Yeah. Okay. So the beginning, when they're on the boat, the two kids sneak into the cook's uh, chambers. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. They, and they find a bunch of nudie photographs. And then right. he catches them. And I was so worried at this point because Tom had already talked about how bad this movie was. <laughs> and this guy was a huge creeper that had nudie photographs that kids discovered. And I was so, seriously, I was totally, so worried yeah. for what we were going to get into with this from the time that he finds them to the time that he's the only one on the island with them the whole time i was like please god no please god like don't let this guy be a total yeah scumbag. you know you know what i think that scene was about is mm-hmm. that you know how like if there's an action movie and it takes a little while to get to the action so mm-hmm. they'll like go ahead and throw like a really quick cheap action scene up front oh, they had to it plant was the, the same thing they had to do but it. for tits yeah <laughs> 
so old timey tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so anyway, they they find these photos. He catches them and he's like, "I'm gonna give you a spanking." And he he puts both of them uh, like he takes the boy and then he puts the girl on his his lap and is about to spank them. But then all of a sudden and they're like, thus "Fire!" A fetish was born. Yeah. <laughs> but then they're like, "Fire!" And he, they're like, "Oh my god!" And then yeah, like Crystal said, they split up the entire boat into one raft, and then the two kids and the creepy old cook and another raft. Like what? Like the uncle? Like they're on the boat with their uncle their cousins and why didn't they why didn't go, they yeah. go i think they i think they it was supposed to be that they both just scrambled for boats i yeah. mean i know that's what it was supposed to be but then they end up in the water which is covered in smoke so they can't see and then they're like hey let's find the other boat and then they all went like we're well, over here and then they stopped trying and then it was yeah. over and then they <laughs> apparently they're just dead yeah yeah <laughs> so what you gonna do well, and that, that was the plot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they, they end up on the island. And yeah, the whole thing is... Uh, the So Patty is the old creeper cook that they end up with. And he obviously is not really fit to be a parent but he ends up taking care of these two and they're looking around for shelter and they end up finding food and fresh water and they basically start a life there everything seems to be hunky-dory but patty discovers that there are some natives on the other side of the island and they're performing these weird rituals which we don't really know what they are at first but there's this huge idol and there's blood coming off of it so he's like yeah you're never going to the other side of the island and so he sets up for these kids the law is you never cross over to the other side he doesn't explain it but yeah also he found rum yeah and he found rum (laughs) i that lasts for a decade yeah but yeah i just i was stunned that like like this whole native thing beyond just being offensive is (laughs) is uh is just like it it never pays off in they never interact whatsoever. with them in any. Yeah, yeah it's and this, also you're going to tell me you're on a deserted island and you're not going to at least try to interact with those or people, or that they, they won't come over and be you? like, "What is going on here?" And then you know, and then feel threatened or kill them or yeah, uh, yeah. But and Tom, that would fires. be a, that would be a plot point, right? Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> Got to be careful. Yeah. So so then so then Patty finds the rum and goes over to the other island and then somehow dies. So he gets super sloshed. Like, he drinks the entire barrel of rum or whatever, and he starts floating away in the middle of the night. The two kids are still sleeping, and he's like, la, 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 and, you know, and he, he just starts paddling <laughs> off to the other island, and then they're like, where's Patty? And then they go over to the other side of the island eventually, and they find him, and he's dead with a crab crawling out of his mouth, which, that's pretty creepy imagery. You gotta give it to him, a real crab crawling yeah. out of a mouth. Yeah. 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 You know, something. I'm trying to look for something positive in this movie. But that <laughs> yeah, was pretty and, creepy. So now, And at this point what? They're like they're like the kids' ages are like what? Four and six, four and eight. Yeah, like they're that. young at this yeah. point, so they really don't But I don't mean, worry, you get to see them naked too. Yeah. Well yeah, that's that's the other part that's questionable too. We've only talked about the fact that it's like, oh, Brooke Shields was fourteen, but she had a body double. I mean, I know that with kids it's not considered as weird, or at least it wasn't as weird, but it's still, it's still gross with two naked. It goes kids on for out. so long. It was so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. It I was like the extended remix of a bathtub home video. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like that. That kid is the cover of the Nirvana album. Yes, I know, right? Yes, I, the one point where he's when he's swimming, I was like, did they oh, not? Now I, how did they not get that like idea? The, the exact shot. 
like the overhead shots we talk about that go into when they're adults. Well, now but, I just think Nirvana watched this movie when they were young. I, I mean, seriously, though, they had to that that visual of the kids swimming from above in that same angle. Like it looks exactly the same. It does. It did. So, uh, but yeah, the kids are very young and so they don't know much, but they do, they did grow up in society. They do know how to speak. They just don't know any of the maturity stuff. They haven't learned what adolescence and, you know, all the, nobody talked about sex back then. Yeah, there was no, so they're having discovered on their own, which it's an interesting concept. I'll give you that. I, I think there's pros and cons between this and the sequel and we'll get into the sequel more when we get there, but this movie they go the direction of these two kids have to figure it out all on their own. And clearly it's based on the book. I don't know how closely it is from what I've read, not very close, but the concept of kids having to figure stuff out on their own, I think that's an interesting concept if there were a little bit more plot. I was waiting the entire time for them. Okay, so you get the romance. Eventually they're going to be attracted to each other and fall in love. We all know it's coming, but it never really amounts to anything. It's building up to don't go on the other side of the island. There's these natives doing these rituals and there's blood dripping off this rock. And then they just never interact with one another. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, yeah. And and there is an interesting movie to be made about something Mm -hmm. like this because, I mean, we've seen it without the sex in Castaway. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that movie's fascinating of just the, the things he does to occupy himself and keep himself safe and the, the struggles that he faces and what the isolation does to him. Like if there was some sort of realistic take on what this would look like, that that could be interesting. And it could also still have a sexual component. But but this is just like it, they, they chose to go a completely different way. Like, it's only reason for existence is the sexual component. Yeah. Right. That's the whole movie is puberty. It's like puberty, right. the movie. And yeah. you know, there's beautiful locations. Again, it's a fantasy. They, they made this movie because they wanted people to watch. I mean, Brooke Shields was a gorgeous model. You know, she that's why she was modeling since she was a kid. She was a pretty baby. And when she was, she did movies when she was 12 or whatnot. I mean, she's this beautiful young woman and then you have Christopher Adkins which is a good looking guy and obviously got in tremendous shape for this movie and they made this movie solely to put two beautiful people whoever they would cast which we ended up with these two together on a tropical island it's a wish fulfillment type of fantasy thing and they didn't have really any other story to tell and I think that they at least there is that component of them trying to figure things out and I think that's the most interesting part but it all gets kind of swept under the rug because it feels so skeevy with with the you know like it just seemed like an excuse like oh let's put some well, photography and and some you know a little bit of angst in here i think part of the reason it felt so skeevy is because we know that Brooke Shields' this character is supposed to be younger right. and mm. then we watch her have her period yeah literally her first period sure. and then um and then that the guy is like watching her all the time and she's watching him, and then he like adva- makes advances on her, and she's uncomfortable with it, which adds this rapey quality to yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And and then suddenly she's okay with it, and it just like there's never this moment of like there's never like quote unquote a courtship. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just like well we're here and there's nothing else to do, so let's yeah. just do it. It's not and a good and romance. We're the story. only option for and each it's other. it's a yeah. very antiquated because this is forty years old. 
you know, things were different back then, obviously. Well, and 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 the story it's based on is a hundred is a hundred years know. from nineteen oh eight. So it you know, I guess there wouldn't have been a lot of romance novels written back in the well. They 1900s. would have been written definitely from the male perspective. Well, this was clearly written from the male perspective. Right. Like, there's no doubt. Like, there was never a moment that yeah. anybody thought a woman would write this story yeah. ever right. through yeah. th- <laughs> through the modern lens. It's really bad and i think it was acceptable back then because times were different you're talking about times where you know the romantic leads and obviously this goes way back but you know the men used to hit the women just like and it was accepted and right the things that were acceptable by the romantic leads yeah is such a different different yeah time. like a movie so, like the philadelphia story literally opens with like the star of the movie hitting a woman and we're like it's so silly <laughs> yeah it's so it definitely is dated and it does not play well through the modern lens at all. But clearly it didn't bother audiences that were going for this romance story. Maybe not audiences, but if you look at the critical reception, most critics were like, this is not good. And like it, they were a lot of people seem to be skewed out by it in real time. I also think it's one of those movies that because it was controversial generated a lot of attention like that was sure. kind of the business model here of like hey what do we did we cross the line give us your four dollars and we'll find out for yourself so $4. right i agree yeah. it definitely banked on that and and to your point the like we read leonard malton's review and this movie is not a critically revered movie no. it made money despite right. what the critics thought i mean they they thought it was also this pointless vapid gross display of just nothing yeah so just from a movie standpoint so the they're they're rolling around in the mud and when a ship comes by and it, and it's the it's the the dad slash uncle still looking for them after all these years except now he uh he's albert einstein yeah <laughs> like, he looked the old man wig they put on him like it's been like nine years. Like it's what, like right. what it just was, happened. It's, but it's been like forty years for him. I'm like, is this an episode of Lost? What's going on? <laughs> I thought it was for a second, yeah. but you're right. Like there, but at this point, it's after all this back and forth and him being frustrated that he's he's sexually maturing before she is, and she doesn't want anything to do with him and all this. Then she decides like this is their home and so she doesn't light the signal fire because he's off on the other side of the island collecting things or whatnot and she sees the ship and she just lets it go by well and like they see the ship sees them but because they're rolling around in the mud like oh in case this movie hasn't skewed you out enough let's throw blackface into the mix that'll be fun like he thinks they're (laughs) natives and therefore he's like oh that couldn't be them well no reason to go Save the black people on this island. I mean, oh. but it is, it, I, you have to say, like, he didn't even go check it out. Right, like, regardless of whether you agree with Tom's take on it, he didn't even go the hundred yards to go double check yeah, that it wasn't all this time, them. they like, find an island close to where the ship wrecked that you'd think, like, well, let's just go. We're let's, this far. Let's go walk around the <laughs> island just a bit. Just to yeah. see. Nah. Nah, it's good. Nah. I'm sure it's not yeah. them. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah, and you. So you jumped way ahead. I, you're talking about the second time. Oh like, yeah, they, I was just trying to get to. The, you're jumping way yeah. through it. Okay. Well, I because like we. Uh, yeah, I I just Sorry. was a little lost because yeah. I'm like they have a kid at that point. I mean, other stuff has happened that we should talk about. Oh, that's that. true. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he, he she doesn't like the signal fire, um, and he gets very frustrated. They get into this frustration over 
you know, with one another. Um, Richard gets, uh, the characters are Richard and Emily, and if you cared, uh, and uh, we'll just call him Dick for no specific <laughs> reason, but it's a good good name to call him by. And his last name is Lestrange, so yeah, it works. Dick Lestrange, yeah. that's exactly. Um, so he, he ends up, uh, or no, she ends up going to see the other side of the island. You know, uh, she sees this, she, you still don't really get a clear shot of it, but she sees like the vague close-ups of a ritual and there's blood that's like dripping this off the stone. This is where they the behead stone. the dude? No, that's when he sees it. Is that when he sees yeah, it? That's okay. the, yeah. Um, so this is like really vague. You really don't get an idea of what they are, but in reading about it, these natives are cannibals. It's a cannibal ritual is at least what the information you get from the book and the story is supposed to be. So to their credit, when we jump ahead and you talk about the dad coming and trying to find them and everything, like if it's known that there are cannibals on these islands, like I get why if you see people that look like they're in in native garb and covered in mud and everything, you're not going to go be like, hey, you guys cool? (laughs) Yeah, I guess I just took it as like this is an island that's kind of forgotten to time and that that, you know, that the civilized world, quote unquote, hasn't discovered yet. So, like, I think if you were out looking for your 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 kid and you come across one of those islands, you you get off the boat and take a gander. Yeah, because it wasn't like they said, I, I get where you're coming from, Kevin, but it's not like they were on the boat and they were like, you know what? There's a lot of cannibals on these islands. Unless you think it's them, let's not go right. check. They, <laughs> like, they were just like, eh, it's probably not them. F it. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. It's just like, but you see the two of them and they're all covered. Like, you know, the, the natives have their tribal insignias and they have mud and whatever covered on themselves and there's a kid with them i i i get what you're saying like if you're out there looking all those years why wouldn't you check it out but at the same time they clearly appeared to be locals so i just (laughs) i don't know i to me i didn't think like i didn't hold it against them that much but i can understand your point of view but it was also disconcerting that the the plot point here is, is is utilizing blackface to for that to occur like that i don't know i don't see it like that i, I do it's, like they cover themselves in mud and the other person interpreted them as being as being you know a, a native of this island i mean i know the characters didn't wear it for that purpose but the end result is the narrative constructs a thing where when you cover yourself with mud people think you're black i i see it differently because of them being the tribal natives that it's not the skin color it's that they cover themselves with mud in tribal rituals and their culture so i don't see it the same way because they're not necessarily saying they're black because they have mud it's they are tribal they have the coverings so i don't think you can it's not as easy as yeah. just saying they, know. you know what i mean it was I, I, it's so it played that way to me i was just gotcha like, I, was I can just see like, yeah i can yeah, see he, that he i think it was literally said it in the moment yeah <laughs> i was just like so just in case it hasn't been bad enough let's add some blackface you know, right I, I, and, and to be all... fair i think that maybe because of current world events that yeah. feels particularly egregious yeah and yeah. it's a bad movie so you're right. gonna reach for like wow this movie's just awful right everything about it is awful because for the most part it is right uh so anyway so she understands there's stuff going over there and he's all mad and they get super frustrated with each other uh richard's all you know he's all pent up he's got blue balls and she's doesn't understand why she's bleeding and you know there's just all this confusion and again i think there is an interesting story to be told about maturity and if it had been handled better 
there is an interesting story here, but, but either to, way... to Richard's credit, he figures out a way to stop her bleeding. <laughs> by, oh, remind me. By, by putting a baby in her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Eventually, yes, yeah. you're right. But hey, that's not thought. before... That's, Blue that's, sky in here? Like, just yeah. <laughs> but that's not before he uh, catches him out on the rocks... Uh, Making his own you know, butter. Polishing the parapet or whatever they say. <laughs> discovering uh, a new iguana. Yeah. Disco- I like that. Discovering a new iguana. That's a good way to put it. But she it, it, she like ridicules him for I'm it. I'm gonna name she's it like, John Gibbons. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she's like, What are you doing over there? And he's like, Nothing, get out of here. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> anyway, um so they're they're very frustrated with one another, like I said, and he ends up like distancing himself from her and, and puts her out on her own. Right? He throws her out of the house. Yeah, he throws like, her out. I of built it. I I built this. This is my house, and she's like, I helped. And he's like, Yeah, whatever. And so he throws her out, throws all her belongings out onto the beach, and and makes her go live in like a under a rock that she finds. I mean, she doesn't in have a van anything. down by the lagoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she is is been. Uh, banished from their hut that's a really nice hut they built for themselves that's gilligan's Uh, island level hut i mean it is nice it's so nice it holds up through other inhabitants of the island later on uh so so she's like out on her own and trying to find food and all that and she's out in the water one day and she steps on this stonefish and i read about it this is a real thing yeah yeah that is definitely a real thing except it would have killed her right but like it pretty quickly yeah he ends up like one day wondering like huh i wonder where emmy is and he walks by her little cave you know whistling along do 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 and he looks in there he's like hey wait a minute and she's all sweating and she's just like not eating not drinking she's obviously in a bad way uh and like you said i read up that that real fish would like within a few hours if you don't get it treated you're dead you're dead yeah like you're paralyzed and and dead or whatever no, it it's, was it's not it was wrong so anyway, after almost her almost dying, it, he, they they make good. You know, he's like, "Oh, I can't lose you." Okay, and but he wait, realized, wait. This is the one time they try to pretend that those natives had something to do with this. Remember, because she starts, she they do. She's been calling the natives God. She's been calling that idol God, and she's like, "Take me to God," and he picks her oh. up and carries her over there, which had absolutely yeah. no relevance except that she suddenly got better. Because so, no one, uh, yeah, it's not like they took her to them and they used their medicine on her. Right, right. No. This was another reason the movie was terrible because it had no forgot. point. They, Excuse I, me, I no forgot. point. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that was even a plot point. You're right. So yeah, he she's about she's like on her deathbed and he picks her up and carries her to that idol and then like undisclosed amount of days later or the next who knows the next day whatever she wakes up and it's like oh she's better. We joke all the time about the you know the Chekhov's gun. Th- yeah, you know, theory of of constructing a narrative, you know, and this movie sure. like violates it in the, just the most egregious way of like introducing these other people on the island and then never really doing anything with them whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's very I've, strange. I've never the seen whole time. I've never seen something like it in a major motion picture where it's like they they set this thing up that has absolutely no payoff whatsoever. No, it's you're waiting the entire movie yeah. for them to interact with them. In some sort and of conflict are they gonna, and nothing. Yeah, right. Are you gonna? Are they gonna try to kill them? Are they going to adopt them into their cult? Like right. you're waiting. How is this gonna play out? And the island isn't that big. They can hear their their drum, their their, their tribal moans stuff. of passion. 
<laughs> no, they can hear the natives' uh, chants and everything. The natives going on. didn't start doing the drums until those two started doing it all the time. It was oh, so just maybe to they drown were watching them out. From... <laughs> <laughs> well, they couldn't Christ. call the cops on them, so they're going at it know. again. Play the drums. <laughs> We'll turn our music up higher than their music. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, it never pays off. But she automatically gets better. And then that was like the wake-up call that he needed, that he can't lose her. Uh, And then they uh, get it on. And on. And on. And on. on. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, she's like, why do I have these funny feelings? And he's like, yes, I know all about that. I've been hanging out behind this rock waiting for you to get those funny feelings (laughs) and they just figure it out and from then on yeah they they do it and then eventually none else is to do and then at some point she's just like i don't really feel like doing it today and he's like why not and oh my god sounds like (laughs) yeah oh like just as a woman i'm just like are you are you flipping kidding me he's like (laughs) he's like let's do it what's your problem why don't you just want to do it (laughs) yeah this is the only thing i could agree with i couldn't believe a woman would say that to her her man that was really (laughs) really offensive but anyway so moving on (laughs) uh so but so one day she's like eating a whole bunch of food and he's like you're getting fat stop it (laughs) but okay to their defense again like these two don't know anything about maturity and growing up so clearly they know nothing about maturity (laughs) yeah that's for sure but but uh they you know he doesn't they don't even understand babies and being pregnant and all that stuff so i think that's the more interesting totally like more stuff like that would 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 be interesting yeah you don't need the obscene like the nudity we don't need all that pervy stuff to it the nature stuff is good but also the the um like them going through puberty not that you have to see them or them being naked but just them trying to figure out what is happening and interacting with each other like that's the interesting story potentially there's not enough yeah there's not enough of that but you know that is kind of a funny moment where not because it's offensive but where it's like kids would be like yeah why are you eating all this food you know you're getting <laughs> gonna get fat but she's fat because she's pregnant and we all know that so uh anyway she ends up having a baby like all of a sudden she's like <laughs> yeah. she's just out there the she easiest gets a labor pushes. ever yeah i was like i was like that would never be a thing like she just grunts a couple times and then boom the baby's laying in the dirt okay well we brought crystal in as our expert to uh to analyze this scene you women make such a big deal out and of he that. literally says this to me as i'm watching the movie i'm like are you flipping kidding me like have you seen the blue lagoon all she did was yeah. rent a couple times and easy the baby. Like, i mean okay so again from a woman's perspective this girl is like she's supposed to have just had her period in the last year which means that she's 14, 15 years old at max because girls have their periods younger now than they did then. Mm -hmm. So, okay, it's not that... Like, your body is not fully matured at that point to completely just kick a kid out. And so... so, And she doesn't know... Like, your body will take over and start pushing. That's a fact. Like, that will start happening. But, like... They never even you can't showed... have it both ways, Crystal. You can't have your fourteen-year-old and your mature woman okay. choose one or the other. Listen, they didn't even cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> These two wouldn't have even known. They didn't show the placenta. Not that I wanted to see a close-up of placenta, but like the baby's just there, and next thing you know, they're happy in a family, and she's never been happier. I'm like, wait a minute, you guys just glossed over some. <laughs> 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 There's not a lot of food on the island. You take what you can get. Okay. Ah. On the upside, it's at this point, it's been about. 60 70 minutes since we've seen naked babies so and, and then we get to see uh, that baby so all over again what a way to bring it full circle and then she tries to drown it yeah. <laughs> okay okay seriously 
so we've already talked about how there's like these kids in this movie and it's just terrible to have them in these scenes where they're partially nude or almost nude or presume, you know, presumed nude, Holy whatever dude. you've already seen the naked kids in the beginning. Then you see this naked kid. Okay. So we've gotten over all that. We know what we're in for here. Then they basically almost drown this baby as they just put it in the water because like, she doesn't know. She doesn't know but, any better, Kevin. But, but no, no. Okay. But in real life, I'm talking about like laws for filming movies that this isn't a CG baby. This is no Clint Eastwood, American sniper baby. <laughs> they put a baby, a baby, like, okay, an infant baby in the water and it is swimming underwater like i know you can teach your kids to swim early a lot of people do that infant swimming classes yeah they, they, I and feel that's like not they... in the in the ocean they're doing that in a in a, in a well pool, right yeah it wouldn't be salt water and right. it wouldn't be in the ocean but uh, seriously though that kid was small i'm just saying you would never have a baby that young just in the water with no safety supervision with Brooke Shields as its mother who was 14 at the time there were there were teenagers handling the baby that's what I'm saying I know yeah, yeah like the whole th- I was doing the same thing I'm like duh, 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 duh. <laughs> watch your head <laughs> I was freaking out because you have yeah 14 year old Brooke Shields holding the baby because it's one thing even if they're supervised and there's people nearby whatever but you have another kid that doesn't know what she's doing in the water with this baby if that baby starts drowning are they going to get to it quick enough like is Brooke Shields going to know like I don't know it was terrifying to watch and clearly a product of the time like I said you would never they I did read they filmed that like in a in a in a pool in a or pool, something and i'm sure okay. there was hundreds of people around okay but that know. was terrible. But, it, but it looked isolated and it you know, looked it the baby it's yeah. a baby uh, again i mean i have a three-month-old at home i think this, this might baby, be fueling a yeah. little bit of where, <laughs> how you're feeling but that like, baby was not a toddler that was no no that no. was a baby like, it was baby. absolutely it an was infant, a, yeah. an infant. <laughs> for them to free swim no matter how many people were around like but there are there are people that they 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 have infant <sighs> swimming classes and mommy and me swimming classes. I mean, there, I know there are. I know, I, and it's th- good. It's good because if they fall in to know how to swim, I totally yeah. get it. But this was like, I guess they did a good job at least for the movie's sake because right. it looked like they were in the ocean yeah. with just a couple teenagers. And man, it was freaking me out. I'm yeah. just I, I agree. <laughs> like I had the same reaction to it because she just because because they show Brooke Shields like sticking the baby Ooh. underwater and <laughs> yeah. just like, Ooh. hey, hey, check this out. That's what. I'm <laughs> And I was too busy like, making Nirvana jokes. To... Well, well, and that baby could hold its breath longer than I can. I mean, yeah. they showed that they baby can, underwater though. swimming for second, like yeah. you know, not like two seconds and grab the baby. No, the baby is swimming underwater. Yeah, for a good chunk breath. of time, was, un, uncut. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean the the well, the film, the, not the baby. The, yeah, the baby was the uncut baby was obviously the, yeah. uncut. <laughs> right? Yeah, they, they didn't. They, if the natives were around, they could have done their ritual or whatever. Uh, perhaps, yeah, and they're cannibals, so it kind of checks two boxes. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, this is where the second time the boat, this boat comes by, and they dismiss it or whatever. Uh, oh, and they've named the baby Patty after their creeper. The yeah. creeper, not relative that lived with them on the island for a couple of days. Um, anyway, so uh, let's see. How does how does what happens at the end? Because they eventually, oh, they they decide they're going to escape or something. They leave the island. No, 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 no. They go uh, over to the other island to get the boat back to get the dinghy back. Yeah. No, no. Uh, Brooke Shields is out playing with the baby. Mm-hmm. Like she's out playing with him, and then the baby throws the oar into the ocean and then instead of getting the ore she's all Richard oh, oh that's Richard. they're all just you're right they're just like hanging out yeah and she's then like why don't you boat? crawl okay. out of the jungle come out here and get the ore instead of me just like hopping out real quick that would be way hey, easier 
Remember when your baby could swim? Right. <laughs> right. Like it so makes no sense. This, this get out of the water with your swimming baby and just go like just what? Just go back to shore. Like that would have been or so get much. Get out of the boat and pull it to sh- like you're yeah. you can swim. You all can swim, even the baby. Women. No. <laughs> <laughs> and dick, that dick, don't forget. <laughs> So, so yeah. She well, that's how this marriage works. I think about women, and she thinks about Dick. So, <laughs> so, so then Richard comes running out of the forest to save them, yeah. and then I, I guess we're stuck on this boat. Yeah, well, yeah. because then because do? then a shark comes after Richard, and, oh, uh, right. and a shark he can swim faster than. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she tries. This is my favorite part. She tries to spear the shark oh. with a wooden oar that has no point. Yeah. I was like, "What? What are you doing? What? What? How is this supposed to save him?" And now, now both oars are gone yeah. because she's an idiot and throws the one <laughs> oar that they had into the freaking ocean. So now they're just stuck. Good thing that uh, they had poisonous berries with them. Which where the f I know, did they where come did the from? Berries come from? They weren't they, I, there. Like, all how of a did sudden, they ad- like, here? what? Why were there poisonous berries on that boat? But luckily, there were. Even though they're only partially affected, I guess they're. They're retcon berries, really. Yeah, but we'll uh, get to that. so they're yeah. drifting out there, and it looks like they're as good as dead. And oh no, baby Patty ate the berries, and oh, we can't make them throw up or something, which is weird. Like she didn't even really try, but oh, the baby swallowed them. I guess there's no no way to get out of this. And then they're like, all is lost. And they Romeo and Juliet it. He takes the rest of the hundreds of berries that they have, and they take a couple palmfuls and eat them. And then they're seemingly it looks like they're dead and of course the boat then approaches and uh they find them the the people that have been looking for them find them and they say are they dead and the first mate is like no sleeping nope they're sleeping the and you guys need to whoever's sticking around for the second episode you need to really hang on to that yeah like yeah. Really, uh, <laughs> put a pin in that because yeah. we're gonna come back to it yeah, yes we there's are. A, a lot very specific reason i mentioned that, that yeah <laughs> that no sleeping and then it ends it's like so you're supposed you're led to believe i mean that's the end of the movie credits roll happy ending they've been found they're alive the poisonous berries we're not poisonous. I mean, I think we're led to believe that like Patty was just like, don't the original Patty was like, don't eat those because he didn't know. Yeah. And I think you're led to believe, no, they weren't poisonous. They or were maybe just, they didn't eat enough or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So their berries had been and, in the boat for a long time and they'd gone bad. Who knows? Yeah. Happily yeah, ever after. Good. Now, are we led to believe that it's the uncle that found them? Yeah. Yeah. It's, still, that, it's still Mark Craig. that found I just want to, yeah. I want to make sure that, okay. So that is their uncle. Okay. Yeah. So and that's well, how the he's movie... he's he's Richard's dad and her uncle. Sorry, yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah the boy's dad and yeah, right. her her parents had died, and so he was taking uh, responsibility for her. So and that's original. how this awful awful movie ends. And uh, this movie does d- have a little interesting place in awards history, in that Brooke Shields won the first ever award for. Worst actress from the Razzies. No way. Yeah, which Rightfully honestly, so. that's no, no. no I don't I'm going to say fair. no because, like, honestly, I feel like that's really unfair to do. Okay, she's 14, and and it, it her acting was not the problem with that movie. Like, yeah, Tatum O'Neill would like to talk to you. Uh, the girl from the New True Grit would like to talk to you. Yeah, there's a difference between giving somebody an award for being good and picking on a 14 year old for being bad. Yeah, like, that's I, I okay. think I, that that's, like I don't think that. 
I think the, okay. I think the movie yeah. was a Pecan? movie, and I don't think it's oh, fair. It was, I, I don't. Yeah. I just don't th- personally, and I haven't seen the movie she was in when she was twelve. That sounds like a horror. I, horrible I don't think it was. We got rave reviews. I've never it, seen it, but it got rave for whatever that's worth. But but, but yeah. I mean, I don't think that either of their acting was the issue here. It was the move. It was the director. It was the writer. Th- this cannot be blamed on the actors. Well, in my opinion. I think it's both. I I th- it's a terrible script. It's not a good movie. But I don't think either of them were good. Like when we get into the next one, we'll get into it. Yeah, but I, not I think her. I mean, I think her performance is ultimately pretty bad. But it's also yeah. surrounded by a lot of bad stuff. And I like. Sure. And I'm honestly like, I think it's kind of cruel to pick on a on a 14 year old for for an award for a thing like for you know for a thing and it was the first ever my guess is today the Razzies are big enough that they probably wouldn't do that to a kid no I agree I I from that standpoint I agree like I think she was bad but from a point of view of them creating an award about being bad and, and her being a 14 year old kid yeah I, she's she I mean she's a model she was in one other movie it's like I get that she's not there yet and it is pretty mean so i am 100 percent in agreement with you yeah so anyway uh that's uh that's the blue lagoon coming up on the next one we will tackle return to the blue lagoon so uh i guess let's go around the the table and everyone can say where to find them uh i'm crystal o'keefe you can find me at facebook.com slash crystal d o'keefe or you can find me on instagram or twitter at clip out crystal this is kevin you can follow me on twitter at kevin r bracket and this is tom you can follow me on twitter at roger kubert or on facebook at facebook.com slash tom o'keefe find the show online facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there like the page join the group don't forget the patreon patreon.com slash real spoiler so that's it for the this one coming up on the next one return to the blue lagoon uh, so until then chuck delivers a fed package you want to know what comes between me and my calvins nothing calvin klein jeans beautiful that's the cow and from the latin vincere to conquer that's the vin calvin beautiful conqueror so that's what happened to me i've been calvinized tops and jeans like calvin klein reading is to the mind what calvin's out of the body Calvin Klein jeans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.